We also have the Auditor General's report yesterday to continue to dig into. And the province said to the city of Toronto, we'll help you with that budget hole you've got. The mayor of Toronto, John Tory, was on the rush yesterday. He, he said this. Well, we told everybody, uh, Rashmi, that the total was $703 million. That's yeah. the accumulated COVID expenses for uh, 2022. And so they're giving one third of $703 million. So, you know, we still have $500 million, let's say, to go. Uh, but a little less than that. But uh, I hope if the federal government comes in in some uh, way, shape, or form, I would hope at least a third. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, this is a good start, and I commend the province for this. And now uh, the federal government, which has committed uh, in writing to help us, uh, you know, it's it's their turn to step up. And I say that respectfully, but I just think this is uh, an economy that is of vital importance to the entire country and that we need to get that support uh, from the governments that have more sources of income than we do. All right, now... Uh, joining me on all of this, the interim leader of the opposition, NDP MPP, Peter Tabbins. Good morning. Morning, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for being with me. Is the, Was it the right thing for the province to step in and help Toronto yesterday? Yeah, I, I think it was, as a matter of fact. I think that Toronto doesn't have the same fundraising or taxing abilities as the provincial or federal governments. And having Toronto in deep trouble financially doesn't help Ontario at all. So I think it should step in. Well, uh, and all the communities are going to say they're going to need help because, but we played uh, some clips from Bonnie Crombie saying that both Mississauga and Peel are going to be raising taxes. A chunk of that has to do with the development fees. But if the province takes away development fees from the communities, then the province is going to have to find a way to maybe help, help every municipality in Ontario. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they should be taking away those development fees. They're setting things up for much higher property taxes. I know a lot of seniors in my riding are pressed very hard. The, the idea that they would have to pay extra for new roads, uh, sewers, etc., for new development, and frankly, giving a gift to the development industry doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to them, I can tell you that. Well, yeah, on the other hand, development fees drive up the price of housing. So, you know, there's just all kinds of everything the government does just seems to come down to more money out of our pockets. Well, I think, now, Jerry, let, let's go back a, a minute, because I would say that when you look at the cost of new housing, developers charge what the market will bear. There's no guarantee for a second that any of those uh, savings from reducing development fees would actually go to home purchasers. No, no indication at all. They're going to keep it all. And no, wait frankly, a minute. There is one indication. And that is? It's all about supply and demand, Peter Tabbins. And if we can get the developers to increase the supply, that's going to make a difference. Well, if we can get them to increase supply, it may make a difference. But I also want to say to you, there's no reason on earth that they would pass on those savings. You know, if the, the market for a house is a million bucks uh, and they can get a million, there's no reason they're going to sell for 900000 I understand that. Form. But but yeah. if you have more and more supply, then uh, if, if you don't, if you don't uh, actually lower prices, you slow the growth of the prices, certainly. I mean, supply is our major issue. Well, there are two things here, though. One is, should you give developers a big tax break that they can pocket and put municipalities in a situation where they've got to hike taxes? I don't think that makes sense. I think developers should be paying those taxes and, frankly, reducing their profit. We shouldn't be the ones get stuck with the bill. Does supply and demand, does that make sense to you or does the NDP not get that? 
<laughs> oh, Jerry, you're charming in the morning. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a reasonable question. Come on. No, I, I think if you have more supply, then the, the chance that costs will not be driven up as much is there. But frankly, this is a government that has not been willing to choose, uh, change things like uh, exclusive zoning, which would allow more people to build multi-unit complexes on housing lots or convert existing houses into multi-unit complexes. Yeah. So I, I don't see their commitment to it. I do see their commitment to making uh, speculators and investors wealthy as all get out. But I don't actually see them helping people who need affordable housing. Haven't seen any evidence of that. I haven't been able to find anybody this morning to answer this question. Maybe you'll be able to because you're inside the government. But um, Premier Doug Ford and Health Minister Sylvia Jones have a press conference at 10. What's that about? Oh, Jerry, you know what? They cut me off from those internal really? party emails. Yeah. You yeah. know, Doug used to tell me everything. There were no secrets. But recently, he's just been more tight-lipped. Wish I could give you a clue, Jerry. He's not your bestie anymore? Uh, you know, times change. <laughs> Love is lost. Yeah. What can I say, Jerry? Uh, we all move forward if we can. Interim leader <laughs> of the opposition, NDP MPP Peter Tabins, is with me. What, what did you make of the Auditor General's report yesterday? Well, I thought it was a good report. I, it was disturbing. I mean, I, I thought that uh, the government's failure to actually defend motorists from high auto insurance rates was one of the things that will really stand out to a lot of people who will be listening to this show because we have uh, lowest collision rates in Canada and uh, the highest rates. Um, frankly, the insurance companies are doing extraordinarily well. Uh, they're taking advantage of charging people more if they live in one area over another. Uh, I think that the government does need to act. The provincial government needs to act to drive down auto insurance rates, uh, give people a break, and frankly say to the auto insurance companies themselves, no, you're making too much of a profit. You're going to take a cut and you're going to pass that on to motorists. Well, what's too much profit? I mean, how do you, how do you um, determine that? Well, I think if you've got the highest rates in Canada and you've got uh, injuries from crashes amongst the lowest in Canada, that someone's making too much. So let's let's. No, no, wait a minute. A, wait, wait a minute. I would I didn't ask a notional question in terms of, let's say, uh, ROI. What what's too much profit? I, and I'm saying to you, if drivers are getting dinged, and those companies are doing very well. They should not be taking the advantage of drivers that they're taking right now. I, for me, that's the critical question. Most most people are driving. Don't spend a lot of time on investment assessment or analysis. They say, am I getting charged fairly? And I have to say they're not. And the Auditor General found that as well. Okay. You didn't answer my question, so I'll ask another one. Well, uh, I'll ask you a question. Do you think that, that auto... Uh, people who own cars should be overcharged. You I think, think we're overcharged. I think we're overcharged for a lot of things in Canada. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and do you think they're overcharged for auto insurance? Because I say they are. I suspect that I am. But I, but if, but if I were going to say they're making too much profit, I would want to know what their level of profit is. I would have to have yeah, some let's, numbers. Let's focus on this then. They're overcharging motorists, and they should stop that. And they've got room. Okay, and we'll do that without any numbers. Um, but um, what what did you think? Was the government really irresponsible on vaccines, or did they have to load up with vaccines, and it was inevitable that they wouldn't all be used? 
Well, I would say that you've got a situation where in particular a number of private companies had the worst performance in terms of wastage and that the government didn't actually put in place the contracts necessary to protect the public and require the companies to act in a way that minimized their losses. And that's what the Auditor General found. And I, I think if you're actually going to have a situation again, and I hope I hope to God we don't, um, where you've got to load up on vaccines, don't bring on companies like this whose focus is making a buck. Bring Use the, the public health infrastructure we have to actually get vaccines into people's arms and minimize the wastage so we minimize the cost. Peter Tabbins is the interim leader of the opposition NDP MPP. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good day.